following devotional was originally aired on the Simply Living for Him YouTube channel as well as the Simply Living for Him online women's community. I hope that you enjoy these devotionals throughout your week as much as you do the podcast. Simply Living for Him. I'm here to do my daily devotional and these devotionals are found on my YouTube channel. So if you enjoy them, I'd love for you to subscribe over there. And also in the Simply Living for Him online women's community, which is a free community where I host Bible studies and scripture writing memorization challenges every month. There's a prayer group, there's these devotionals and more. I'd love for you to join us. It's completely free at simplylivingforhim.com slash community. Today I want to look at um, these verses in Acts 16 where Paul and Silas are imprisoned. I think I talked about this one way back in the beginning of our uh, devotional series, which, you know, I don't know if any of you know, but these devotionals started out during the quarantine time. Um, I started just feeling the need to kind of come on and encourage um, women. I was actually reading at the time a lot from my daily devotional that I wrote, um, and they sort of have just evolved over time, and I really do enjoy doing them. But I think that I talked about this one way back in the beginning, but that was probably like March. So many of you may have not seen that one. And this one, as I was flipping through my Bible just before, this one caught my eye. It was something I wanted to talk about. I actually mentioned it with my children yesterday in our homeschool. Um, we were two days ago, we were just talking about, you know, when we are in times of suffering or times that we may not feel comfortable that we never forget that our cause on this earth is for the cause of Christ. And, you know, we often, humans, mistake that with our purpose being on this earth is for us and our enjoyment and our comfort and, you know, finding ourselves and all these things that revolve around us. And our purpose on this earth is solely to glorify God. And, you know, this is something that's been on my mind so much lately. You know, I don't know if it's because I'm turning older, 45, uh, I just turned 45, and you start to realize that, you know, time is running short. Or if, um, you know, with the 9-11 this week, you know, it just always brings you back to like thinking about what's important. But I've really been thinking about how much time do I spend in my life, you know, trying to figure things out uh, when, first of all, God has them figured out. And how much time do I spend, you know, thinking about me rather than the cause of Christ? And I keep just like praying to the Lord and asking him, Lord, show me ways to um, further your kingdom. Show me ways to live each and every day for you. Help me to share the gospel today with someone. Help me to share Jesus, you know, and his light and his hope with someone in this very dark world because often our whole lives you know are are really always centered about you know what is god's purpose for my life and what should i be doing and really your purpose is to glorify god no matter what the circumstances so we were talking in our school this week but you know the united states people that live here we always think of blessings as things right and you know if we have a lot of stuff then we're blessed if we have good health then we're blessed if we have this if we have that we are blessed and that is not you know really what it says in the bible first of all our biggest blessing is the blessing of knowing jesus that's it right and 
you know, we can still be blessed in the worst of circumstances, in the worst of struggle, in the worst of sorrow, because we have Jesus. So let's not confuse a comfortable, easy life with blessing. And let's not confuse our purpose here on this earth being for us and our comfort. Um, as we were learning in our school this week that the United States, so many, many of us just have like a culture Christianity or a comfortable Christianity, which really is not in line at all with the Bible. I mean, look at Stephen. He was martyred. Paul, as we're going to read here, was in prison. So many people suffered for the cause of Christ. And because we um, live in the United States and we have so much comfort, we become comfortable and we do not um, think of, you know, we become comfortable in our, in our, in our Christianity, because, you know, for instance, like I was saying to my kids, we were reading how some countries, the Bible is banned. You cannot have a Bible, right? And so I remember seeing a video years ago of somebody like in China or wherever it was, I don't remember. Excuse me, my lighting here is getting crazy. Um, the sun is coming in. And so, eh, who cares? So, um, you know, they were, they were getting Bibles for like the first time, getting their hands on Bibles in years. And the tears that poured out from these people and they fell on their knees and they were so thankful to have a Bible. And I said to my kids, look at our home. We have Bibles in every room, Bibles of every translation, Bibles of every kind, study Bibles, marriage Bibles, teenage Bibles, kids Bibles, women's Bibles, men's Bibles. Do I fall on my knees when I get God's word in my hand? No, because I'm surrounded by it. I don't appreciate it. I don't see it for what it is. And so, you know, often because we have so many comforts and we don't have to like fight for our faith sometimes, we just become complacent. We take it for granted. And so this verse here in, eight, in um, Acts 16 is talking about Paul and Silas. They're in prison, okay? And it says here, um, but about midnight. So here they're thrown in prison, actually. Let me go back a minute. The crowd rose up together against them, and the chief madrates tore their robes off of them and proceeded to order them to be beaten with rods. When they had struck them with many blows, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. And he, having received such a command, threw them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. Okay, so picture this. They've been beaten, clothes torn, thrown into this inner prison, and their feet are in stocks. And watch what they do. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Reminds me of Corrie Ten Boom. I go back to it all the time. Here she is in a concentration camp and her main cause is for the cause of Christ. She's sharing the gospel. She's, you know, sharing the Bible with those in the prison, in uh, the concentration camp. Not focusing on the suffering. Not, I mean, of course you're suffering, right? But not focusing on that. Focusing on my life exists for him. And so here's Paul and Silas in stocks, in the prison, beaten, clothes torn. And about midnight, they are praying and singing hymns of praise to God. That convicts me. 
Do I sing praises and hymns to God when I am suffering? And I'm not even in prison. I mean, I'm having the littlest thing go wrong in my day. And what do I do? Complain, inwardly focus, you know, um, get down on myself. This verse just brings me back to reality that this is what it is all about because Paul was there for the cause of Christ and he knew no matter what happened to him bodily, no matter what happened to him in this temporary earth, that he possessed the best thing he ever had and that was Jesus. And he wanted to make sure that he was able to share that good news with everything he, with everyone he came in contact with. And he did right there in prison because then it says the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there came a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison house were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. They praised God right there in their suffering. And what happened? The chains fell off of the prisoners. And we can look at that as the chains physically fell off and the chains of their spiritual selves fell off. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and he was about to kill himself, supposing the prisoners had escaped. He's fearful. He's like, oh my goodness, I didn't do my one job, right? And then Paul cries out with a loud voice saying, do not harm yourself for we are all here. And he called for lights and rushed in and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? This, this um, uh, prison guard, he witnesses what has happened. He sees, he sees Jesus in them because he sees that the chains have been uh, removed and he calls for lights. I can't help but think that's a, um, a, a metaphor for, you know, shine the light. Let's see the truth here. And then he's trembling and he falls down before Paul and Silas. And then he says, sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Do you think when Paul and si Silas got there in jail that they were like, you know, planning that we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And then we're going to, you know, have all these people be saved. No, you know what they did? They went in and they praised and sang hymns to their father. They worshiped God and they let God do his thing, right? They didn't have a strategy. They didn't have a plan. They were worshiping God and God came in in his power and let others see Jesus in them. And so here we have the prisoner's chains fall off. Now we have the prison guard says, you know, what can he do? And they tell him, believe on the Lord and you will be saved. Here we go. You and your household. Do you understand the ripple effect of you just worshiping God and praising God and living your life for him. Others will see that. Others will want to know. Their chains will fall off and then their household. And that's what it says here. The prison guard and the prisoners, their chains fell off. The prison guard wants to know, like, what is this? He is saved and then his household. The ripple effect is huge because Paul and Silas did not focus on themselves, but they worshiped God. And so it says, um, they spoke the word of the Lord to him together with all who were in this house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their wounds. And immediately he was baptized, he and all his household. 
all because Paul and Silas worshiped God while in chains, while in jail, unjustly, right? We have so many people screaming these days about this isn't fair and that's not fair. And what about me? And what about that? What about God? What about him and his power working in every situation? They were jailed unjustly. They were beaten, clothes torn, feet in shackles, and they worshiped God and praised him in the midst of that. And not only were prisoners set free, people were set free from the bondage of sin. And the ripple effect is huge, not just um, this prison guard, but him and his household. And then imagine how many more they went on to touch with the hope and the truth of Jesus. So today I'm going to ask you, when you get into a situation that you might feel like saying, woe is me, this is terrible, praise God, worship him in the midst of it, and watch and see what he does.